Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? Can you believe we are almost in mid-February? I feel like this year is going by so quickly. Um, it's If you're listening to this the day that it airs, um, Valentine's Day is in what? Four days? And my question to you is, how is your New Year's diet resolution going? If you decided to start a new diet plan on the New Year's, how is that going? Because... If I remember correctly, when I was kind of like on the diet train, this would be right around the time where I would just start kind of like doubting if I was going to continue on it, you know, kind of like coming with not the excuses, but just justifications and just reasons that that was just a terrible idea, how I wasn't working with my life. And I would just get tired of it. And it's normal um, because we are about six weeks into the year And usually I've seen, at least with my coaching clients, that usually my program lasts for 12 weeks. And it's usually around this six-week, mid-week that I have to do kind of like a regaining momentum kind of uh, class and pep talk with them and coach them through that because it's normal. So if you're experiencing that, that is totally normal. And again, that's what I work closely with my clients around that six-week. And I'm just going to tell you, If you're looking for something else that's not a diet, not restriction, um, something that, you know, you get to choose what you eat, you design the plan that goes with your lifestyle, that you can carry it with you wherever you go, that you can literally create the plan however you want to, that's what I do with my clients. You get to create the plan that you want to, and we go deep and... I coach you through all the drama that involves like, why do you want to eat when everybody else is eating and like really digging in the reasons that you overeat. And my friends, overeating is part of weight loss. In those overeating episodes is where it lies the key to unlocking permanent successful weight loss. And that's what diet plans out there don't tell you. They give you the instructions, this is what you're going to eat, this is what you're going to do, but they don't tell you what you're going to do whenever you go out of your plan. And that's the most important thing to know, to have a plan for when you go off your plan. So if you want to work through that, come please um, check my program out. I'm going to start enrollment in a couple of weeks for my new group. So if you're interested in that, go follow me on social media, Facebook, Chris Berlingeri MD, and on Instagram, Coach Chris Berlingeri MD, and my website, ChrisBerlingeriMD.com. Okay, now the second thing before I go into what I'm going to talk about today, I am working on those 50 ratings by the end of February. I know we can do this. We're getting there. I know we can do this. And one of my friends who was listening to the podcast told me, Chris, I tried to, but it's really not that simple. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know because I want to walk you through it. 
So you don't, you know, in the past, I told you, click pause right now and go rate it. <laughs> so you don't have to even click pause. If you're on Apple Podcast, you need to go to the show page. And you do this by scroll down to the bottom, see the icon where it says library. Click on library, then scroll to find my show. Click on the show and then scroll down until you find the stars and then just stop to rate it right now. Okay. Then if you're on Spotify, you need to go to the show page too. If you're on Spotify, I want you to look up at the very top part of this page. Click on the three dots underneath the title of the podcast. When you click that, then you go to the, the, the cover of the podcast. Sometimes you have to scroll to find that. Scroll up to find the cover of the podcast. And right there, underneath the cover and description on the podcast, at the left corner, you'll see the icon with the star. Found it? Okay, you click on that, and it's going to give you the option to rate it. Again, the importance of rating the podcast is the more ratings we get and reviews, just go ahead and write a sentence if, you, if you're enjoying this, um, the easiest it is for others to find it. And if you're finding this helpful, please share it and rate it so others can benefit from it, okay? So thank you so much. Like, really thank you for rating the podcast. And if you have any questions on how to do it, please send them my way. Okay, so today I want to talk about feelings. We are about to celebrate St. Valentine's Day. Last week I spoke about the love affair with food. If you haven't listened to that one, I really love that episode. Put my heart in it. Well, I put my heart in every episode, but like just I talk about the love affair with food and I tell you a little bit about my own kind of like um, past boyfriend history. <laughs> And then today I want to talk about feelings and I cannot believe that I've been podcasting for over half a year and I haven't devoted a, uh, an episode entirely to feelings because, because feelings, my friends, is what drives us to do everything or prevents us from doing something because ultimately we do what we do because we want to feel a certain way. Or we want to avoid feeling a certain way. Remember, our brain, our primal brain is designed to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So again, everything that we do is driven by finding a pleasurable feeling at the end of that activity. Or we don't do things or do things to avoid feeling discomfort. Okay? Think about it. If you want a new job, why do you want a new job? Maybe because you want to have more money. Maybe because you want to have more flexibility. Maybe because you, I don't know, you are not feeling happy in the current job. So why do you want more money? Why do you want more flexibility? Because maybe you want to do more things. But why? Because you want to be happier, right? You want to feel more accomplished. Why do you want to, let's say, lose weight? Because you feel like after you lose weight, yeah, yeah, you're going to be healthier. Some of you tell me, but why? Why do you want to be healthier? You want to feel better, 
You want to feel accomplished. You want to feel proud. Everything, like think about it. Why do you want your kids, for those of you who are moms, why do you want to, your kids to behave a certain way? Why do you want your kids to respect you? Why do you want your kids to do well in school? Why do you want your kids to stop hurting when they're hurting? Because ultimately, you are going to feel better. You're going to feel as a better mom. You're going to feel like you did a good job. Why do you want your husband, if you're married, to behave in a certain way? Why do you want him to um, throw away the trash? Why do you want him to do the things without you having to tell him? So you can feel that he appreciates you. So you can feel that he cares. It's all about our feelings. And feelings are just vibrations in our body. Usually we can describe them with one word. And we can broadly categorize them as positive feelings or negative feelings. Or feelings that make us be open and or feelings that kind of like close us down. Like they feel like we shut down. Again, they're usually described with one word. And they are different than, than sensations. Sensations, they start in the body and travel to our brain, like pain, right? It starts in our body and the signal goes to our brain, ouch, it's hurting. Or true hunger. True hunger starts maybe as a headache, maybe in your belly with the hunger pains. And then you're like, oh, I'm hungry. But a feeling starts in our brain with a thought. Remember what we spoke about a couple of episodes ago? That thoughts, a sentence in our brain, our thoughts, they create a feeling. So the feeling starts with a thought in our brain and travels down our body. Although you sometimes may think they're involuntary. And this can be tricky because hunger can be a sensation that starts in your body, like you're legit hungry. Or it could be a feeling. Maybe you are not hungry at all. You just had a meal. But then you start watching the Food Network and all of a sudden you feel hungry. That's emotional hunger. Or all of a sudden you are like scrolling through Pinterest recipes. That happens to me every, <laughs> almost every night. Like I'm scrolling through, not through Pinterest, but through Facebook um, while Gabby falls asleep. And then they know me in Facebook. They they send me them. I scroll down and I see these ads like for cheesecakes and cakes. Maybe they know I have a bakery. I don't know. And then I start feeling hungry. I'm like, Chris, it's 9 p.m. You're not really hungry. So you need, you need to be careful about it with hunger. But again, feeling starts with a thought. But what happens is that sometimes it happens so quickly that some of you are kind of like, well, I don't know. I just knew that Next thing I knew, I had the bag of chips in my hand. Or next things I knew, I was just yelling at my kid. And next things I next thing I knew, I was like doing this. So because feelings, again, they trigger us to do or not do something, right? So whenever you're finding yourself in the habit of doing something that you want to change, you can ask yourself, why am I doing this? And that usually will give you the thought and the feeling. Or sometimes you can just plainly ask yourself, how am I feeling? And again, this requires the gift of the pause for you to pause and really sit with yourself. Awareness. What am I feeling? And again, you don't have to get like super fancy with your terms, but happy, sad, anxious, 
Okay? Because all that we do ultimately is because we're feeling a certain way. And another important thing that I want to discuss is as humans, we don't like negative emotions. That's normal. Remember, we're trying as humans to avoid pain. But we must understand that negative emotions are part of our normal life. It's not like when you lose weight, you're, left, you're just going to be happy. It's not that because um, you just got that job, that promotion, that salary that you wanted, you're going to be happy. Not because that you moved to the nicer neighborhood, your life is going to be just happy. Not because you um, found a new husband or, you know, changed, um, I don't know, um, that relationship. Everything is just going to be happy. Okay. Feeling negative is part of life. It's 50 50. It's 50 50 here. It's 50 50 there. 50 50 good, 50% negative emotion. It's part of a normal life. And we need to experience negative emotions because we need that contrast in order to know and enjoy positive emotions. And sometimes it's normal. We want negative emotions. If your child is hurting, or a loved one dies, we want to feel sad. If you see injustice in the world, it's good to feel angry about that. Because otherwise, that just would just make you a sociopath if you're happy all the time, even when things happen that maybe you should not feel happy about. So it's something that we learn to deal with and not run away from. You need to understand that negative emotions are part of life, one of the reasons that it's important to learn how to feel particularly negative emotions and to understand that they are part of a normal life of a normal human being, it's because we live in a society that sells us happiness. We live in a society that tells us it's wrong to feel anything other than super happy, happy, joy, joy all the time. And you need to pay attention because usually whenever somebody tells you that it's wrong to not be happy, they're trying to sell you something. So whenever we feel that we're not happy, we feel sad, anxious, stressed, we think there's something wrong and then we try to fix it. And usually the fix for that is an artificial form of pleasure like eating, drinking, gambling, porn, shopping. And then if you notice those things, um, those forms of artificial pleasures that sell us happiness ultimately have a net negative effect. So you end up anyways feeling bad. So there's that discomfort. But it's, there's the discomfort of saying no to eating when you're not hungry. One discomfort will keep you stuck. One discomfort is going to propel you forward. Okay. So how do we usually deal with emotions? Because again, we're not taught to experience them. We're not taught to feel them. Usually we can deal with emotions in four ways. Three of them is the most common ways we deal with them that are not going to help you. And then I'm going to teach you the fourth way, which is usually the most helpful one. We can resist emotion. This looks like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't be angry with my kid right now. I'm so stupid for being angry with my husband. I'm so stupid for feeling sad. I don't know why I'm feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. This is resistance. I shouldn't. 
And notice when you are in the shouldn't space, you feel even worse because you have the emotion that you're feeling and they're just judging the emotion. So it's a negative on top of a negative emotion. Okay, so we end up feeling worse. The other one is reacting. This is where you're angry, you yell. You're stressed, you eat. You are excited because, again, we need to also learn sometimes to deal with positive emotions. Some of us, we react to positive emotions. We're excited, we shop. We feel deserving. We lost five pounds, okay, let's eat. <laughs> we react to positive emotions sometimes too. And then we end up feeling worse because we yelled at our kid one more one more time. We yelled at our, spy, our spouse one more time. We ate the ice cream. We ate the chips. We ate all of that bag of chocolates. We end up feeling worse when we react to that feeling. And then the third one is to avoid. We retreat. We ignore. We wa whatever it or oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then we just kind of like, you know, when we resist, react or avoid, we're not really learning how to deal with that emotion. It's like pushing a big beach ball underneath the water. Eventually with time, it's going to come back with a vengeance, going to come back even stronger. That's why people who avoid, and I was like that, we, it's like a pressure cooker. We avoid, we avoid, we avoid for the sake of peace, which that's, for the record, unhealthy peace is avoiding conflict. Until one moment we just explode and <laughs> the people look at us like, what just happened? Like, why did that little thing threw you off like that? And it's because we have been avoiding all the time. I don't know if I'm the only one or if you can relate. So what is the best way to deal with emotions? We need to allow them. Allow them. Remember, they're not going to kill you. You literally will feel like you're going to die. But you need to remind yourself that feeling angry, feeling stressed, feeling excited, all of those intense emotions, they will not kill you. Again, your brain will tell you, we're, we're, this is danger. We're going to die. We need to like do something to make this go away. But you need to remember that if you try to make it go away <clears throat> by resisting, reacting, and avoiding, it usually intensifies. So just remind yourself, let me just feel this right now because otherwise it's just going to get worse. And I like to put my hand in my chest and just remind myself, it's okay. It's okay. So how do we allow an emotion? First of all, remind yourself you're okay. And then name the emotion. We fear what we don't know. Once we name the emotion, the intensity goes down, like I do with my kids. Just name it. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling annoyed. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling disturbing. Name it. Name the emotion. Once you name it, don't judge it. Be open to it. Drop the judgment. And then just say, I'm feeling angry and it's okay. I can see why. I'm feeling sad and it's okay. I can see why. Of course I'm feeling sad. Of course I'm feeling stressed. And then if you have the time and space, witness that feeling in your body. 
Again, we fear what we don't know. Get to know anxiety. Get to know sadness. Get to know grief. Get to know excitement. Where do you feel it in your body? Do a body scan. Do I feel it in my throat, in my head, in my eyes, on my chest, in my belly? Does it feel like fire? Does it feel cold? Does it feel like a sharp dagger? Does it feel dull? Is it heavy like a rock? Does it flutter like a butterfly? Does it feel like ants clawing, um, crawling? And you may think this is woo, but no, this we are we are we are humans, and humans are animals, and we are we're made to experience these things in our body. And again, once we get to know them, we are not as fearful of them. So allow them, name it, be open to it by not judging it, normalize it by saying, "Oh, it's okay. I'm angry, and it's okay." witnesses in, in your body and that way you recognize it next time when you start I feel anger in my throat I feel like it's choking me so now when I start feeling that oh I'm starting to feel angry and that's okay overall feelings last about 90 seconds in our bodies and if we allow them like this um, if we allow them like this it just goes in 90 usually 90 seconds but when we react resist avoid we prolong them okay another and this is a little bit of an advanced technique that I do in my coaching. Sometimes when you have a recurring feeling like anxiety, ask, ask anxiety, what do you want to tell me? What are you here for? Because feelings are like delivery packages. They're Amazon delivery packages. They're there for a reason. They're there to tell you something. And it's not that you indulge in them and just be like, I'm so anxious. I'm, I'm so anxious. No, feel it in your body. Like, what are you here for? And journal on it. Write a couple of sentences. Anxiety is trying to tell me, and then just write. And then after you are done, like, listening to anxiety, go deep into your core and go to imagine love. Just pure love in your body, in your innermost core. What would love answer to anxiety? What would love say to anger? What would love say to sadness? Okay? What would, it what would love tell that emotion? And just try to do this exercise, particularly with feelings that you feel more commonly that don't really help you. Um, get where you want to go. And just remember, sometimes we operate, we have this kind of like, some people, not everybody, like this overall feeling of stress or anxiety or guilt or whatever it is. And sometimes it just doesn't mean anything. And that's just kind of like, it was wired in us from very young, kind of like as a coping mechanism, but it's really not serving us. And sometimes it's kind of like carrying a heavy purse. That happened to me with guilt. I would always feel guilty. This And I resolved... I started resolving this when I started coaching, um, being coach. And I've learned um, to just, right now, the volume of guilt is really low. I don't, I rarely feel it anymore. But I went through a period that I would wake up, I would immediately feel guilty. I, I didn't know why. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're feeling guilty. That doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry, my dog is <laughs> barking. I don't know if you can hear her. Um 
But you can say, okay, girl, let's go about our day and just carry that guilt, that anxiety, that stress, kind of like a heavy purse. And this is by no means saying that if you suffer from anxiety or depression or something that is limiting your normal function, that you seek professional help for that. There are legit diagnoses of anxiety, depression, all of this that limit your daily living. And you must seek professional help for that. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. It's totally legit. But if this is something that you are normal, like you can carry your life around and it's just something that you're just feeling and you wish it wouldn't be there, just sometimes you just like carry like a heavy backpack, like a heavy purse, like a diaper bag. And again, kind of like name it. Don't judge it. Allowing your body the way that I taught you how to how to see how it feels. And you'll see that with time, it's just going to be less and less intense. Okay. And the reason this is important to learn this, and this is what I go in deeper with my members in my coaching group, is because urges, like urges to eat, are feelings. An urge is a feeling that feels urgent and demand immediate action. You have an urge to eat the cake. You have an urge to eat the entire bag of chips. You have an urge, and they feel really very urgent. Your brain is telling you, if we don't do that, we're going to die. So, but when you learn that an urge is just a feeling, then we can process it. And then once we start just allowing those urges and not reacting and responding to them, then we rewire our brain and we can successfully stop that habit. Okay. So if you at some point want to work this any further, remember, reach out to me. I would be very happy to work this with you. And again, feelings are part of being human. So whenever you're feeling something that is negative, particularly, you're like, oh, this is being a human. <laughs> it's totally normal. Okay. Again, if you have any questions, reach out to me and I would be just so happy to help you process your feelings. Remember, you can submit any questions or comment about this podcast episode in chrisberlingerimd.com forward slash podcast. I would be so happy to see you there. Take care, my friends. Thank you for joining me. See you next week. Bye bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend and also you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.